Welcome to the Rebel Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Leona Burton. In a world where conformity often reigns supreme, I'm here to spotlight the rebels, the mavericks, and the trailblazers who are changing the game. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Peaks Private Members Club, where exclusivity meets innovation. Join me as we dive into the untamed world of influencers who dare to defy the norm. Get ready to be inspired, challenged and captivated as we explore the stories and insights of those who are rewriting the rules. Let's unleash the rebel in you. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Rebel Influence Podcast with me, Leona Burton, the ultimate rebel, although sometimes I don't feel like being a rebel, I feel like being a sloth, but that depends on my hormones. And today I'm joined by the very, very special, the very, very gorgeous Nicola Peake. But before I introduce her formally, I just want to tell you a little bit about this podcast, because this is actually going to be the first episode of Series 2, which is very exciting. Now, the reason I've chosen this very special lady for episode uh, one of series two is because in my eyes she is one of the most ultimate rebels I know she is a winner she does everything to the best possible standard that she can do she is a rebel in her industry she is somebody that people talk about maybe behind her back who knows she is, um, she is somebody that has uh, created tidal waves which absolutely 100% is needed when you're growing a business but she also knows the highs and lows and the, the ups and downs of growing a business and actually she is not one to beat around the bush so she was the perfect person to have on episode one I'm very very proud proud of this lady and she provides a very safe space for people in business I nearly said women but not for women it's not for women exclusively anymore it's just for people in business to be able to come network get to know each other mastermind all of the fun things that we should be doing in business and she does it in a really fun way in fact I'm quite pissed off really can we just have a little conversation about the fact that you don't have events globally I think quite <laughs> yet yet with a capital yeah um (laughs) you are the founder of peaks private members club which is what it says on the team which i absolutely love like let's just get straight to the point it is a private members club for people that want are serious about their businesses yeah but they also want to have a good time because let's be fair business is hard i mean i don't know if you've noticed recently but it is it's kind of hard out there yeah it is really tough and it's it's hard finding people who get you, who understand the challenges, because from the outside, it can always look like, oh, look at them. They're all doing really well in business and everything's going fine for them. And actually, it's not. It's just how you approach and deal with the challenges. And it's really bloody hard doing that on your own. So like initially, Pete's Private Members Club was all just about connection, bringing people together in business and bringing some of the fun and the social element into our business lives because when we worked in corporate like when I worked in corporate we'd do lots of nice things we would you know I'd go to Rick Steins and kill crabs and eat nice food and go for nice meals and went to Davos skiing and Amsterdam (laughs) I went to kill crabs that was really fun that was a highlight of my year I loved it (laughs) yeah and it was you to always come together as and you'd have these different things and even just the dead chill things like the friday night drinks after work or somebody's leaving do but you got rewarded 
for the hard work you put in. So if you did good and you were employed and you were a good, good member of staff, you got rewarded for the work you put in. And then I think what happens is when we have our own businesses and that first year of having my own business, I mean, we were in lockdown as well, but I just missed that social element, that fun bit and that rewarding ourselves. So people always talk about, you know, if you've got a win, reward yourself. And it doesn't have to be about buying a Mulberry fucking handbag. It can be. I'm going to reward myself. You have to buy a Mulberry handbag. I thought that was like standard <laughs> at this point. Oh, it's like, is that what every coach does, buy a Mulberry handbag? But it's like, it's actually like, do you know what? No, go and have a really good time with other business owners who will celebrate your wins with you. You know, have some fun, do something nice, because even those conversations lead to more ideas, more light bulb moments. The support you can get and the advice you can get just from being in a social element is priceless as well. I actually think like I actually think that sometimes the the biggest light bulbs are in those social environments because yeah. I, I think sometimes and obviously I, I run a networking company, right? So I'm kind of shooting myself in the foot. However, you know, they're freaking awesome, by the way. You should definitely yeah. go. But um, but in a social environment, because everybody's a little bit more relaxed and they're not in the, uh, I am here wearing my accountant hat or my coach hat or whatever hat they need to wear in that moment, the, the creativity flows a little bit yeah. more. And that's what I like about it. Because actually, it's very mastermind-like. It's very free-flowing. You're, you're relaxed. You're, you know, engaging in conversation. It's not just, I'm here to pitch. I've got an hour or, you know, however long. Yeah. I need to make sure that I'm selling myself consistently. And even down to, like, you know, when we go to networking events, we know that exception is everything. So we're thinking about all of those things. And actually, when you start to relax and or have a glass of wine or get mud on your face or go, you know, beat yourself in rainbows, whatever it is, that that strips back the layers of, you know, your CEO hat. And then yeah. you just find the real permanent in all of whatever that is and you connect on a deeper level I think absolutely definitely in person um and it's also we all we all we will have all done this at some point that sometimes you can prejudge somebody when you meet them online and you might meet them in person for the first time and be a bit unsure or think I'm not quite sure or and then actually when you meet them the second, third, fourth time, it's like, oh, my God, they're just amazing. I can't believe I ever had that preconception. But when you only meet people online and the thing is now we're in a society where we just want quick wins. We just want things we like. And you could go to an event and think, oh, I'm not too sure. There was one person that I didn't get on with. And then you won't try again. And I'm like, get over yourself. Like, just keep going. You know, you know when I first met Rob we'd been on a few days I didn't really like, like it. is this gonna like is this gonna be long term I don't really know you know it's just you don't know for a while you yeah. can't really make an assumption on first contact with somebody and and I think that's the beauty of what you do and what I do is we bring communities together and we do things frequently so people have got the opportunity to meet each other more than just once or meet each yeah. other where it's not just selling or it's not so we I have lots of business events as well don't get me wrong where we just do business but they all are so good and people get to know each other and you know people's worries about business people's challenges and what you find is everybody feels the same like everybody's got similar challenges going on but it's not something necessarily we'll all talk about all over social media 
but there's similar things going on in people's businesses actually when you speak to each other it's like oh I'm not on my own and people do understand do you feel like when you go I mean obviously you're the facilitator and you're there you know you've got a job to do right however yeah. you find it being in that environment actually solidifies your own belief around the fact that business is hard right it's not just me because you are a human behind yeah. the business yeah and you also like me and I own it all the time like I'm like this ditch is hard this like <laughs> this is not for the faint of heart and I think when I have when I'm around my clients actually it's like do you know what it's not just me they're finding it hard too that means yeah. that when I find it hard and they're finding it hard I understand other people are finding it hard do you is it is it beneficial for you as well yeah it's it's kind of like um, almost like you sit and reflect and think, oh, like you want, like you're there to help everybody when you are a facilitator. It's about them and not you. Um, but then you listen and think, oh, you know, I'm not on my own. And I have got those. I think everybody will have the same struggles and not necessarily will want to talk about it. So like last week we had our in-person mastermind day and we broke up into different groups and I went and sat with the first group and Sean said, oh, you know, you what? and what about you, Nick? And I was like, oh, no, it's not about me. And she's like, well, you're part of it. We're all business owners. You can have your time as well. And I didn't because I felt bad. Like, I'm not I'm like, <laughs> they're my clients. But that's what happens when you bring together a community of people who really just want to support each other. It's yeah. just like, you know, we all understand. doesn't matter whether you're a facilitator, the client, whatever. We've all got the same challenges and we're all there to help each other. Um, and it goes across business when you're new, when you're growing, when you're stepping up and going into that next phase of business, when you're building a team. Like, it doesn't get any easier. It gets harder. Um, well, I think I, I think sure don't talk about that. people around you, you know. Yeah, I, I don't think people talk about that. I think there's this whole, like, once you get to six figures pushing upward, it's like all of a sudden you're expected to be, have all your shit together, to know everything, to <laughs> have rainbows and sunshine and, you know, to be making all this money and not have any challenges. And I'm like, hang on a minute, we're pushing something that isn't real here. Let's just identify the fact that if you're a UK business owner and you're doing six weeks, you're also fat registered, which also comes along with its own complications and yeah. difficulties. Nobody talks about that. Nobody talks about that. Nobody talks about the fact that when you're at six figures, it means that you are more stretched because you've got more hats to wear. You might not be at a point where you can have an entire team do all of your things. So now you've got seven different social medias that you've got to manage. You might be able to afford two, two platforms to manage. You've got to manage the others yourself, right? You've also yeah. got maybe a part-time person, so you can't afford to take them full-time. You might not have enough work to give them full-time, but really you need more hours from them than you can afford. All of those things, nobody talks about that. So it's like, no. oh, yeah, I mean, you're, you're really successful. Mm, yeah, define success, right? Yeah. And I think as a, as a, as a rebel, what I love about you is that you're like, I'm doing my thing over here and I've created peaks so that, you know, people can connect and they can, can come together and share so openly and honestly and they can have a good time, which, hello, we all love to do, right? Yeah. You know, you're also very real in the fact you go, know, I don't know what I'm doing in this situation or I am, like, what is this about? Like, I, I'm not everything, dealing with Everything I go through now is new because I've not done this before. <laughs> like yeah. I've not done it before. So um, like, you know, 
taken, I know, I know 100% and I've been told by Zoe who does leadership for ages that I need somebody else and need another team member. And I know 100% I do. There's a lot of things that I do that, you know, isn't the best use of my time. Kylie does literally everything like she runs my life. But there's so many other things as well that need to be done. And it's just that it's that fear. It's like, well, if I employ somebody, that's a massive responsibility to bring somebody on. I can be a hot mess. So they need to know how I work, how I am. I'm not this structured spreadsheet systems person. And it's seen that if you're running a business and you get into six figures, you've got to have structure and you have. But that scares me as well because it's so out of my comfort zone. And then it's like, well, what if what if then I don't? get enough money in and I can't pay them and they're relying on like there's so many worries that you have like earning what I earn now so this year I think this year I've turned over just over 100 grand in the first six seven months um and I've paid myself 12. I would be better off earning that like I was as a financial advisor and taking home a chunk of money every month. <laughs> like, and that's <laughs> when you start earning this much money, you've got like, your bills, your staff, your marketing, everything that you do has a cost to it. And the shiny object syndrome doesn't go away. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't. And I think actually it can be more aggressive because you are in a space where there are more things thrown at you because you're at a different price point. So yeah. there's like, you know, in, in a higher ticket environment, I actually think it's much more competitive. Everybody wants a higher ticket. They want a higher ticket client because like we know, you know, it's as easy to sell a three grand thing as it is a 10 quid thing to, to mm. certain people. So it's, understanding that actually sometimes you have to retreat in order to get your your brain in in any sort of capacity to deal with all the things that are thrown at you um let's talk about before peaks right because you had an amazing career you earned good money you lived a nice lifestyle what the hell were you thinking guys (laughs) self-employed I mean, it was, it's one of those things that I have to be really careful of because I signed Because you signed an NDA. Don't you love all these NDAs? You're like, I've got a cease and desist. I've got an NDA. Can't talk about that. But so like 18 months before, so it, I kind of lost my job, career ended, however you want to look at it. Lost my job, kicked out, whatever. It was January 2020. And 18 months before that, that's kind of when things started happening and I was working under a practice. I was self-employed, but it's not like now because like everything was done for me, but I was self-employed and I was part of a practice that basically just sold, which is fine. They sold on. Um, But it did mean that I lost quite a lot literally overnight. And I found out a lot of this about four days before Christmas. (laughs) Um, And I was just like, this isn't right. Like, I I just couldn't get my head around how it could happen. Like, I'd gone from being top in the whole agency, like, been to Davos, taken on all these trips. It was kind of a bit like everyone was like, oh, my God, you're amazing. You do so amazing. And I'd grown really quickly. I'd done really well. Um, And it just all stopped. So the recurring revenue stopped. I'd lost the clients, in essence. And I was just like, I just, you know, you're just like, ouch, can't believe people would do that. And looking back, 
I was always made to believe that I was just being unreasonable. Like, why are you crying? Why are you upset? Why are you this? You can just build it up again. Stop worrying about it. Blah blah blah. And I spent a year kind of fighting and um, seeing solicitors and trying to kind of like I had a contract. I had it in writing, um, but it didn't get anywhere. And eventually, um, finances and everything else went all a bit tits up and a bit of a mess. And then January twenty twenty, I was managed out. And then, obviously, then is the first time I'd never worked because I started working at 15. It's the first time I'd never not had a job. I had always been the breadwinner. So I'd always been the one that earned the money. We just did what I wanted to do because I'm just a bit of a free spirit anyway. (laughs) Um, And suddenly, like, I'd lost everything. I'd lost all control. I felt like a complete failure. I felt like I'd let all my family down because I couldn't, like, help George out as much as I wanted to while she was at uni money was tight so you everything was tight couldn't pay our bills so then the stress and that what comes from that was then you're just bitter and horrible and all those feelings I had going on I was really depressed Rob used to have to lock me in the house of an evening because I would get drunk when we'd go out and then I wouldn't want to come home and I'd just want to go walk in and go and jump in the river so he used to have to lock the door and hide the keys from me because I was just like I'm a failure you'd be better off I honestly honestly believe they'd be better off without me that's how I felt at that time because I thought well they can just start the life it just start all over again crazy thinking back now that that's how I thought but it was um went on medication then as we all know we were coming to lockdown so it was kind of like a relief because I no longer had to have all these horrible phone calls with recruitment consultants, didn't have to keep going over the same story day in, day out, what had happened. And they did eventually give me some payout, 15 grand, <laughs> not even 10% of what I was, but I had to sign an NDA. Um, so obviously I would never talk about who that was or what happened or anything like that. Um, and then in lockdown, I was just like, tablets are kicked in so I felt a bit better the sun was shining so I felt a bit better the rosé wine was pouring in the afternoons so I felt a bit better I had Rob at home I had Daisy at home and everything just started to feel like free I was like oh, there's nothing I can do about it now I can't get a job so I just need to focus on this like whatever I want to do next and I went yeah. through loads of things because I'd done like a cookery course and had loads of ideas but then there was just this photo of an afternoon tea in a magazine and I was like oh and I just put one post on Facebook. So what do people think? I mean, I didn't have like the Facebook friends I've got like following now. It was just like my friends and family. Whatever do afternoon teas. So I just started that and just started delivering locally in lockdown, doing all the safety things at the doors or sending gifts, birthday presents, stuff like that. And it just grew and it grew and it grew. And then by the January 21, We'd gone through all those funny lockdown and tears and God knows what, tier one, tier three, whatever. Um, yes. I was getting corporate orders because they were sending out people to all their staff. So I was getting 30, 40 orders in one go. I was delivering all over the UK and the business like just went phenomenal. And then in the first 12 months of having that business, I turned over 100 grand. And I was like in news, newspapers and magazines and Olive magazines. And it was brilliant. And I loved it. I really, really loved it. And for me, it was more like, I can fucking do this. I'm not unprofessional. I'm not all those things I believed I was a year ago. Um, I can, And you just kind of feel a bit like untouchable. I was like, I can do what the hell I want. 
I can do what the hell I want. And my dream is one day to get into one of the big financial papers <laughs> with my name. Like, I don't need that. I don't need what I lost. It's gone. Like, you know, um, and it's it drives you. It does drive you when you lose everything. It's like it, it, there's a fire in your belly. So you I, I, I think that, that is you can't describe that fire. No. Like, the, I have, obviously, when I walked away from my last company, I don't talk about it because I've been interacting with all kinds of distance about 600 times at this point. But when I walked away, literally, and I'm sure you experienced this, like there was that grief of like, I've worked this hard and I've experienced all these things and, you know, it's horrendous. And then it was like, fuck this. Like, game on. And it was like this fire that I cannot explain. Yeah. And it was like that, that it was just like, a, that's it, Leona. Get your spirits on, girl. Let's go. And I think that probably was the thing that made you so successful in lockdown because there were a ton of people doing afternoon teas in lockdown let's be fair I mean yeah. in a highly competitive environment you just mm. came out of the water and you you stomped it so you were doing so so well what happened because did did that just start to dry up did it were you just bored what happened there yeah so it did it didn't dry up it went quieter but that was expected when the world started to reopen. Um, but I was still getting a lot of inquiries then for weddings, parties. I was doing stuff like that. Like I love now because it's come up on my memories today, somebody's birthday party that I did. And I remember going back the next day to collect all the stuff and she gave me like a massive hug and kiss because it, it did look amazing. Um, and so I liked all that. But then I was like, I've never worked weekends. I was earning six figures like before and I didn't have to work weekends. Why am I now running my own business and sacrificing my time? I like my weekends. So then the orders would come through and the quotes would come through and I'd be like, Ugh, and I'd just feel this like apathy when the orders started to come through. And I was getting bored because I was in the kitchen at home all day on my own and it wasn't me. I've spent my whole life working with my clients face to face like I left pre all this zoom stuff everybody I saw was face to face it's nice to see three four clients a day I'd sit in their homes have coffees cake chatting and suddenly I had nobody to talk to but I was meeting people online so I'd like be voice noting I'll be in memberships and masterminds and things like that but I just really craved that in-person stuff for the social element because we had been locked down for a, a long time and I thought, oh, can I create a business out of this? Like, can I create a business where we do some, I didn't want to use the word networking back then because I didn't like the word. Could we do some fun networking, social networking, do something different, have nice lunches, come together as business owners and I can just connect everybody and we can just have a nice time. <laughs> That's kind of like the premise of it. And I had like a totally different business plan to start with, with what I've ended up with. But that idea is still there and it will come out somewhere. Um, but it's just it's just blown up and it's just been phenomenal. And I think the reason it's so successful is because I'm so committed to it. Mm. I'm always looking for, right, what can I do? Who can I help? What can I improve on? What can I add extra to help more people in their business? Um, and I just don't give up. I'm just like persistent. So I don't get me wrong, I have days when I sit here and I'm just like, oh, 
I can't even think what I need to do and I'll just scroll and be like what am I doing and procrastinating and stuff like that but I'm like you called it earlier <laughs> I was like, yeah, I like that word, Nick. I like, it. Oh, yeah. Um, no, that's, but that shows that you're real. You're a real human. You don't get to. You don't all of a sudden become like some sort of human, superhuman when you hit six figures or whatever it is. It's like, no, you still have days where you can't be bothered. And people yeah. always said to me, you know, you just seem like everything you do on it all the time and I'm like yeah but I still have days where I'm hormonal and I'm tired and I realized I've got six kids all of a sudden the other day I was like holy shit why I've got six kids I must be mad you know all of those things that you experience as a as a human they don't go away then you've got the additional stress of running this business at this level and once you're at that level I'm telling you it's hard work but you know how to get to that level even if it dips slightly you know all of the things you've got to do in order to be able to even just sustain it because I think sometimes we're in this like social media bubble of needing to grow all the time like it's like gotta launch yeah. gotta launch gotta launch gotta, gotta have the next thing gotta do gotta do everyone's looking at me i've got to continue yeah. and it's do you know what sometimes i just need to make sure that i'm sustaining my business and that is absolutely okay um and i know you probably feel that pressure too right it's hard yeah i mean it's like i i suppose i'm just one of those weird people i quite like a challenge and a launch my problem is unless I'm really busy I feel I'm not doing enough and I know that's a huge mindset thing yeah it's mad isn't it it's like unless I'm like oh I've not really done much for a week or two everything's gonna fail I'm gonna lose my business if I don't get back to doing things <laughs> and it is yeah. like it's so unrealistic the thoughts that I have um, and people would look, some people would look at that and think, my God, she's just on it and she's this and she's that. And yes, I am because I have this inbuilt worry that if I'm not, it's all going to go tits up. Um, and so it is hard to try and switch off. I do find it hard to switch off. I do like doing launches and challenges, but it's also doing things that suit you and yes. that are comfortable. And I do it because I want to be, I, I want to earn a lot of money and I'm not, not shy about that. Some people yeah. don't. And if you're not, if you don't need to earn a hundred or two hundred grand, don't get worried by watching what everyone else is doing because you don't want to do that. Like you can easily, I mean, not easy. You've got to put the work in, but you can get to a hundred grand without having to do massive launches, massive challenges, just by being yourself and being consistent and showing up. Um, and I think a lot of people have got to be doing all that noisy stuff, and you haven't. I mean, I always go back to you've got to. You've got to do what feels right for you. At the end of the day, if if you, like, my one of my friends, she does a launch every four weeks, like, literally, like, clockwork, all of her automation is in place. It's the sexiest system I ever did see. And she makes a shit ton of money and she lives her best life, right? Yeah. And, and it works for her business. But for yeah. a lot of people, it would work for. So I think it is about finding what works for you, what you enjoy. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, do you have to... This is a question for you, actually, Nick. Do you think you have got to monetize your passion? Uh, I think or do you think you've got to be passionate about what you're doing? No, I think, I think if you've got a passion and you love doing it, you still deserve to be paid for it. Because you're putting the work in. Absolutely. And I, I think some 
sometimes you might have a passion sticking, you know, stickers on a, a book. You know, nobody's probably going to pay you for that. And I think when it's like, you have got to be so passionate about what you do every single day, I'm like, what I think is, is if you don't find the passion within what you're doing, you're going to struggle. And it, that passion is not there every day. It's like a marriage, right? It's not like, oh, I'm so passionate about my husband 24 hours, seven days a week. I mean, like, like, when I first started Shoelicious, I loved it. Like, I loved it. I loved getting up at six in the morning. I loved baking I loved doing everything and I was like oh my god and was it a passion or was it just enjoying something completely different that I'd not done my whole life because my my life was so serious exams do the serious stuff you know advising people on their pensions their inheritance tax their family and suddenly it was like I can just bake a fucking cake <laughs> and get paid to do it it was like it was so nice but then like that passion went like I haven't baked now for God, the, the thought of even baking now, I'm just like, no, I just literally don't even want to do it. I want to eat all the cake. I just don't want to bake it anymore. <laughs> it's like that passion just went. So then it was hard to keep that business going. And I had things like, well, if I want to work with people, maybe I get a, 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 a physical cafe. And I looked into that. Maybe I franchise it. So then I've got different parts around the country. So we don't have to be delivering all over the place. Looked at loads of different things. And ultimately, I sat there thinking, I don't actually think I want to. I'm looking for other things to add to my business to make it fun. But I don't actually think that's what I want to do. So, yeah. you know, I've sold that business now. Somebody else has got it and she'll grow it the way she wants to. Uh, mm -hmm. It was still my first ever business. I'm still very proud of it and love it. I still love the name and the logo and all the things about it. But it's it's in the past now. Like now with Peaks, this is like this is like I'm having this until I stop working. You know that that's what I want to do. And if somebody takes that. over, I'm still going to all the freaking events. I'll be there with my walking sticks. Going, I'm coming. <laughs> I mean, it's real. I mean, so okay. So at the moment, you're talking about lots of exciting potential coming up for Peaks. Lots of different ideas. Lots of different opportunity. Yeah. But I still think that you're going to try and rock up to all of the events. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think you I'll have serious FOMO. It's like, I'll create you all these local FOMO. posts and then I'll see them putting on events and I'll be like, oh, I wonder if I could get to that one. <laughs> probably would. I can't see you letting the reins go that much. But the thing is, is it's fun and you get to experiment and you get to grow your business in a way which makes sense to you. And I think that that's the important part here is like, you know, you're in this for the long run. You know what you want. You've got the vision. You've got the mission. You've got the tenacity, which is what's needed. Let's be yeah. fair. And you, you're prepared to get your big girl pants on, which is also really important. Let's talk about being rebellious, because for me, this podcast was created so that we could highlight rebels in their industry, right? People that are doing something different, people that are standing out from the crowd, people that are prepared to stay, say no to things, people that are prepared to call out bad behaviour. We know in this case, there is a ton of bad behaviour. Mm. And also, I'm finding that at one point, it was just impacting a certain percentage of people. Now it's starting to infiltrate and people are starting to feel that energetic negativity that is in this space. What's the best thing that people can do other than telling everybody to fuck off? Um, how do they, how, <laughs> you know, we ought to want to go down that angle sometimes. What, what's the best thing that they can do for themselves? Do you know, the best thing you can do is if you're seeing 
the thing is this online space it, it almost we are probably all a bit guilty of adding and adding to the stuff that we sometimes see because yeah. I've been guilty of myself over the years like if you read somebody's done something or said something you're like oh shit let's get the popcorn out let's go and see what's happening we're adding fuel to that by doing that I don't do that anymore um anybody that I've seen that is like you can you can see the toxic posts and negativity the calling out people out and it's like, oh, you know, we're not at school anymore. Just block them for your own sanity. Block them. If you feel it's targeted at you and you feel that there's something out there and you think, oh, that's targeted at me, don't react. Just, you know, it's hard. React in the inbox of somebody you trust. <laughs> react there. Voice note somebody. Speak to somebody. Get on a call with somebody. Get it all out type it up if you need to just don't send it just type just get it out but not publicly because it's just not worth it and sometimes I think actually if somebody is doing something to try and get a reaction from you I find the reactions hard the better to be silent like just just be a yes. silent killer like it's right. probably annoying if somebody's like you know that the bully at the playground they're always at, 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 at you and they want you to do something when you don't, that's fucking pissing them off. So just like, yeah. you say anything. You tend to get a little bit more bored. They do. It, and it is and it is relentless. Like, it is relentless in this space at the moment. I don't know whether it's a marketing ploy or what it is. It but is seems absolutely marketing. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of poking. It's just like, are you doing this for engagement, interaction on your post so that everyone sees what you're yeah. selling? If that's why it like it works and that's the sad thing it works because then you'll get all the cheerleaders um and it, it creates conversations and it creates buzz and it boosts somebody's profile it works mm. you know like i i put a post up the weekend you know which is just like isn't it quite sad that you can get to that level and it's not necessarily about money but if you're doing well and you're really successful why feel the need to tear anybody else down? That's what I don't understand. Do you know what concerns me or confuses me slightly is I am seriously busy. <laughs> like, seriously yeah. busy. I don't know where these people find their time, but I want to know how they time block. Because let me tell you, <laughs> I like my day is so full with dealing with all the different spinning plates that I have going on that I don't even have really the time to be thinking about whether you like me or not on it genuinely yeah. like I, I don't so I don't know where they find the time and I find it I, I find it hurtful for I find it hurtful for the people that are in the online space that are vulnerable, that are not used to this BS, that yeah. are just absorbing everything that people are saying and that's consuming them, right? So it's like a knock-on effect of negativity it, consistently yeah. in people's faces. And I'm like, hang on a minute. Like, there are real-world problems. I yeah. can give you massive ones that I've experienced myself for members this weekend and I'm like this shit is not this is not real stuff this yeah. is pathetic playground yeah. stuff people struggling in their everyday lives and I think you know what at some point people need to say enough is enough like yeah. put your battles down you know what stay in your own lane crack on with your work get your jobs done that you need to do be a good person or don't but don't be an asshole and yeah. just 
continue to allow people to live because people are struggling. I'm sure you see it in your own community. In when you when your groups come together, you hear the real life struggles that people are experiencing on a day to day basis, and it is. I think people think it's only one end of society or financial situation that it's affecting. It's not. It affects everybody. Yeah. It affects everybody. I I went for lunch with a friend of mine who's very, very, is done very well financially, lost her husband very, very quickly. He was 40 and just single mum to five kids. She might do well financially, but at the end of the day, she's now dealing with five kids by herself, trying to run multiple businesses by herself, which is horrendous challenge and so like we look to other people and we think they've got their stuff together and you know nothing happens it's bollocks it's affecting everybody i think we need to put down our bloody weapons and just go you know what that's enough now we need to band together this is for me this is where communities like peaks like nearby are so important because you know what it's hard it's yeah. really hard. We've had three years of hard. We're now we're in a different level of hard, mm. and we're going to have this hard for a while yet. So we, we either come together, or you know, it's going to be hella messy for people. Yeah, definitely. And that's it. And if you're in these communities, like use them as well. It can be really hard sometimes to, like you put a post out yesterday. What would you say to people? Like just ask. For help, it's really. I'm I'm one of the worst. I used to hate asking for help, but I get I'm better at it now. But if there is something that's playing on your mind or something you're struggling with, there's going to be so many people you can reach out to who will help you, who will make you feel better. Maybe get on a call or a Zoom, or you know, there's lots of different communities. You have them. I have the coffee and chats and things. Just get on. Use the things that are there. They're not just there to just go. Oh, look, we've got all these perks. Yeah, the good perks, but use them. Because that's yeah. where you'll come together, you'll have the conversations, you'll build the relationships. You find that people leave it almost too late. It's yeah. like, it is like, then they die straight. So you're like, guys, like, all these things are here. I can signpost you. If I can't help you, somebody else can help you. You know, the yeah. amount of times that I've recommended my clients go to your events is ridiculous. I, I, I know that these people are looking for a social life. I know that these yeah. people need a break. They need to be in front of people that they're in a safe space with, and they need something that I don't provide. I am more than happy to push people in your direction. I'm more than happy to signpost people to other places. But I'm yeah. finding that people are holding on to their stress and their challenges for far too long. And I think, you know, to be rebellious in our spaces is going to people. Actually, here's a list of people that I can put you in front of. You, you're yeah. dealing with this. You're lonely. You need to get yourself to a peaks event. You're, you're struggling with this. I know exactly the right person. I think sometimes people are holding on to, for whatever reason, whether it's ego, greed, whatever, they're like, oh, I can't possibly recommend somebody else to somebody just in case they need me. It's like you do yeah. realise that your job is to provide them with, you know, a, a certain a certain thing and also you know people when they're recommended that, that will come back tenfold so for yeah, me that's what's important so it with Pete right so you provide all these amazing events you provide masterminds I mean a disgusting amount of fun honestly I'm so jealous um how can people get involved Nick so come and follow me to first yeah to first? Just, just, just get my words out 
<laughs> just yeah just find me on facebook i use facebook a lot more i'm trying to be better on linkedin and all the other stuff but facebook i use a lot more so you could at least like just send me a friend's requests like i'm happy accepting requests um i have a free group which is called peaks connection club so then if you just wanted to come into there you know we have weekly co-working we have a weekly training we just uh, it's just a nice friendly community but for you to just kind of get the feelers and then if you did want to join peaks we have three levels so the standard level is what peaks has always been since the day it was open and you know we have things like the coffee and chats we have all day co-working we have social sessions we have networking sessions um there's loads of different perks all the stuff that's online but everybody who joins now gets two events included because i want to see you <laughs> So it's like I want people to come and I want you to enjoy the events and it's £97 a month to come and be part of the community and you'll get two social events included over the 12 months. If you are at the point where actually you really need to work with people, you want to grow your business, you just need to get more support, feedback, you're struggling on your own, you know you want to grow, you want to get to that six figures, it, hard, it is hard on your own. Then we have the VIP mastermind. And then the level up from there is like if you've got through that 100 grand and now you're building a team, there's different challenges. We have the Platinum Mastermind. So we've got a brilliant spread of members and everybody is there to support each other. Um, I didn't want to have like Keep Peaks and then have this mastermind over here. I wanted everybody to be part of the same community yeah. because there's so much value that everybody can share with anybody. You could be brand new into business. But actually, no, absolutely shit tons of stuff. And like, you know, you have all that expertise that you can bring to everybody else. It could be that you've sold a business and the new, you've got a new business now that's growing. It's not like, yeah, we talk about money, but it's not always about your financial status as where you sit. It's the conversations and the experience and the expertise within those different areas that can help people at different levels mm -hmm. in their business. Um, yeah, do you have to prove your uh do you have to prove your turnover to get in <laughs> no <laughs> I mean, like, I, i've come across a lot of things and it's like oh to be in this you need to have been in business three years um and i had a call with somebody last week and i was like oh, i've only been in business 18 months and they were like okay so how's it going i was like well, i've done 100 grand this year and they were like oh because you've grown fast then i'm like yeah so actually, it doesn't matter that I've not been in business three years, like with the timescales, I've just managed to grow quickly because. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's very different. Like I did, I did 251 in my first year. It's, it's, you know, it, like, it's just crazy. It's, it's like, it's so, to me, it doesn't make any sense, right? It, it doesn't make any sense. It goes on your experience and all of those things that you bring to the table. Absolutely. Thanks. I was an overnight success because I'd got 12 years under my belt of experience. That's why I was <laughs> But people just looked at me like I got four heads. But yeah. it was all of the accumulated knowledge and experience and 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 look, I have to say, like let's just have a little conversation about luck because it was luck. We were at the right place at the right time, made yeah. the right noise. We tapped into a scene. And I am more than happy to say to people, you know, that we people try and replicate my community on a daily basis. And I say to people, I have had that community for six years. Six yeah. years. This is very different building a community now than it was six years ago. It's very Gosh, different. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, at the end of the day, you shouldn't be trying to replicate somebody else's success. 
should be you building success in your own way yeah. in which works yeah. for you and everything's progressing really quickly and as you know you've got to be innovative as a business owner otherwise you will die and i don't mean physically die but i do mean energetically maybe and also your business will shrivel up and vanish because you have got to think on your feet and so yeah. just copying somebody else's stuff is, is just not going to work so okay so what you really enjoy like for me like I've never run a networking business. I've never planned events. I've never run events. I've never done anything like this before. So on paper, it's like, how the frick is she making that work? But what I did have is 25 years of building relationships with my clients, yeah. of being face-to-face, -face, of having loyal clients. I had some of my clients for 10, 15 years of building that trust. And that's what's helped me because I can just communicate with people like I yeah. can have conversations. I can, I can still be socially awkward. I think we all can. Sometimes that first bit, like the, the reason I did this is because I don't really like networking. Um, you can still feel a bit awkward when you walk into a room and the first 10 minutes are a bit like you say the wrong thing or you spit your words and you feel a bit of an idiot. But then after a while, it's fine and you get over it and you build relationships. And that's what I was good at. So that's why it's worked. Everything else I'm learning. <laughs> I'm just learning as I go. Um, you mean like and you i mean honestly if everybody else was honest they didn't lie about all of their real talk that they, they would tell you exactly the same it's, it's very real so before you go the rebel in you if you were to do anything with peaks what would it be i oh there's so much so obviously my hosts is the next thing that's so that crazy. is um, being more visible across the country, having different pods. I really want to do that. That is purely not even about making more money. That is filling, fitting, filling gaps where I think there are with peaks and also just building my profile and my brand. That's why I want that. What I ultimately always want to do is what my first ever business plan was, which will be this exclusive level of peaks, which... It would be like, I've got to put all the stuff together, but basically you get so many events a year. This isn't necessarily about uh, masterminding or business work. This is about you're going to have a set amount of events next year where you might take your team, you might take your partner, you might take your client. And they are going to be high end luxury events where your hotel will be included. You'll be picked up in a car. You'll be took to events. So it could be like the Henry Regatta or it could be the fashion show or it could be a theatre night. It could be a Michelin style restaurant. That's what my goal has always been to get to. And it's doing that for those people who want to take clients and want to bring people to luxury events to enjoy the, the nicer things. So that's something that we're working yeah, on. Name, damn, baby. I mean, seriously, I'm ready to get a bra on. <laughs> <laughs> and, then it's like, and then I'm like, right, I can go global. I can do this. So it's just like one thing at a time, Nick, one thing at a time. <laughs> yeah, but it's also, like, it is what I mean. It makes sense to have one thing at a time. But it's also, it's also good to riff and just like dream big and think about the future and have fun with it and, you know, it is amazing, and I am no for a fact you will absolutely nip. There are some people yeah. already in your space that are chomping at the bit for that kind of stuff. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. bring it on is what I say. So, who house who? Move along. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, can you imagine one day I'd love my own private members club, bricks and mortar. That would be ace. But yeah, a few years off. Uh, I can definitely see like it. That. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here with me today. You're a ledge, as I'm always. Rebels, go and stalk Nicola Peake. She is a legend. Go take a look at her private members club. It is, it's, it's, it's nothing like the Wolf of Wall Street. It is fun, games, excitement, lots of amazing, amazing women in one space. I've had the pleasure of spending time with some of them, and they're an awesome bunch. So you need to definitely go check them out. They really are. <laughs> That's a wrap on another episode of the Rebel Influencer Podcast with me, Leona Burton. I hope you've enjoyed this rebellious journey through the world of influencers who've marched to their own beat. Special thanks to our sponsor, Peaks Private Members Club, for their support in bringing these stories to you. If you want to stay connected with the Rebel Influencer community, make sure you subscribe, rate and review this podcast. And don't forget to follow me, Leona Burton, on my socials.